0: Yeah.
1: comics to my right a p18 himself alex how you doing
2: hello everybody i'm doing well
1: and to my left the G gw himself garrett how you doing doing good wednesday comics podcast my name is marvin we're here to tell you the comic books coming out for dc uh 11 17 and everybody else 11 18 20, 20. also talking about uh, only one comic book that came out last week uh we didn't have a lot in uh in common so we're just going to talk about one of them and uh uh, and then after that, it's on, we got a game. I got, th- I got three rounds of th- three different games and, uh, we'll see who wins. Uh, I, I, I'm excited. These are different games than we've ever played in the past. Uh, and so I'm excited to see where we're going. It's been a while since we play a game and you know, um, well, the main reason is probably because, uh, I, you know, we're not meeting in person anymore for these, uh, these, these on, uh, uh, What do you call it? Unprecedented unprecedented times. And so uh, it's kind of hard to do games virtually, but I think I figure out a way to... I just can't do ones where you guys got to buzz in because I don't think it's fair because if your connection cuts out and you don't hear me or if there's some delay, then it's not fair. So that's why I went through and made some games and there. Uh, We'll talk about that later, though. Um, Before we get to that, uh, I just wanted to uh, bring something to light here. Uh, Garrett, we got another voicemail here. Oh,
3: shit, I can only imagine.
1: Um, oh, sorry, that's, that's where it is. I forgot I, I put it in a special folder. Uh, here you go. Hello, Gary. Now I know my son, Theodore, will reach out to you and so did my hubby, Robert. I just want you to know I put the check in the mail. By the way, Superman sucks. Have a good one. <laughs> There you go. It looks wow. like it's Theo's uh, mom. And uh, as she mentioned, her hubby Robert uh, called in last week. And so she called in this week. There you go. I'm
2: um, sorry, Garrett. I um, I can't believe she told you Superman sucks.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Play one more time. All right, all right, here we go. Hello, Garrett. Now I know my son, Theodore, reached out to you and so did my hubby Robert. I just want you to know I put the check in the mail. By the way, Superman sucks. Have a good one. Hello, Gary. Now oh, I know I my him, son, repeat.
2: Theodore, will reach out to you, and so did my
1: hubby, Robert. I just want you to know I put the check in the mail. By the way, Superman sucks. Have a good one. Have a good one. She's very polite. Have a good
3: one. She's very polite, hey, if nothing. I can't say that she's uh, not wrong, because right now Superman does suck. Uh,
1: she's, just,
3: she's just agreeing with you. You're
1: right. You're right. She is, t- but she uh, let's go hold our horses here. She is talking about the superhero of the year, so let's not get too far. Obviously, there's uh, there's different kinds of of, of rankings. Uh, some people think superhero of the year, and according to Theo's mom, you know what? She didn't even leave her name. Theo's uh, mom and uh, Robert's wife. Uh, uh, she says he sucks. So you know, those are different rankings. You know, that might be on the cover one day where it might say Superman sucks. Theo's mom. So. Um,
2: <laughs> that, that sounds like Superman sucks on sucks her. Watch out!
1: <laughs> Here we right go. Weird Comic books coming out. We first go to DC Comics because they come out first. Batman number one hundred three. Uh, Ghostmaker versus Clownhunter part one. Batman and Ghostmaker go toe to toe to decide which of them will remain Gotham City's hero. The city is changing faster than ever in the aftermath of the Joker War, and with this change comes an increasing danger as Gotham City citizens demand that Punchline be released from prison. Plus, Harley Quinn faces certain death at the hand of the Clown Hunter. This is uh, James the IV, Carlos uh, Pagulian, and Danny Makey. It's same team as the uh, last issue there. Um, looking at the preview here, um, I want to go off of what I went last Last issue, 102. Looks beautiful, but I, I cannot be... Uh, sure about the contents within i do see in the preview uh we are gonna get some more of that backstory that bruce Ghostmaker backstory the guy is still wearing a mask uh this time in the middle of a desert uh alex what do you think
2: i don't know i mean you know what i think the thing for me is that the first arc of tinian's book was not a fan of it i know he's probably having to tie up loose ends to get to where we are now and then i thought joker war was uh a 10 no no a 9 because I didn't care for the last issue as a whole was super good. We get into this, this issue and I'm just like, I don't know if I, I'm still going to get it. So I don't want to be there any uh, thoughts or doubts that I'm not going to get this issue. Cause I, there's no reason to jump off when I'm going to get back on, but I'm just not as satisfied as I think I should be after such a good event.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I think about it, it's just too big of stakes coming off of too big of stakes. Like, I don't know. Obviously, we're going to talk about a book that we read, uh, and I read the last two issues of that book, and I thought it handled post-Joker war, Joker war a thousand times better uh, than you know this book is doing I, I right can't
1: now. agree or disagree until we get to that section, but I will let you know I have one <laughs> of those two uh, comments to make. So, um, <laughs> Speaking of steaks upon steaks, uh, I was thinking about this today. Baked potato, right? What topic did you put on that? Garrett, you first.
3: On a baked potato, I mean cheese, bacon. Are we talking loaded baked potato?
1: I, well, I, baked I give potato. you a baked potato and I say, hey, whatever you want, I got it. What do you ask for? You ask for bacon and cheese?
3: Bacon and cheese. I'm not a big sour cream guy, so I'd go bacon, cheese, and I'd be happy.
1: What kind of cheese are we talking? Are oh. we talking cheddar? Are we talking, uh, you know, pro sharp, sharp, sharp cheddar. Sharp
3: cheddar. You go no butter. Oh, no, butter. Sorry, forgot about that. Like, lob the butter on there. I want more (laughs) butter than you'd get with lobster on that bad boy. (laughs) Alex, what do you go? Uh, I would do sour cream
2: cheese and bacon. You know what? I'd even try to go with some pepper jack cheese to add a little spice to it, just to change it up. I don't need no butter because I got the sour cream on it. Now, here's
1: a question I asked you guys. Would you ever put ketchup on it?
3: No. Um, If it was like the Martian... Uh, kind of desperation where all I had was <laughs> potatoes and ketchup, fuck yeah, I would, but right, otherwise, so, no. But
1: why would you eat, you eat French fries with the ketchup and that's the same thing? It's just potato.
3: God, I don't know. The consistency is just different. Like, <laughs> mush in ketchup doesn't sound good. But is it like, the
1: crispness? Huh? It's the crispness then, right? Of the outer shell. Like, there's not much in the fry that... It, it, I mean, when you get a thick fry, that's still different, right? You get a steak fry or a potato wedge. How can you eat those with ketchup, don't you?
3: Yeah, but when you're like, I don't know, it's a baked potato and ketchup. Like it doesn't go through the ketchup super well. You're basically. Are <clears> you
1: saying you got you got better options on the baked soup. potato? You got better options.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: All right. Well, uh,
2: Marvin, I think deep down side, I'm looking at my my signed Riddler toy right now. Deep down side, I think you are the Riddler. You don't ask riddles, but you ask personal questions, and then ask that other part of. Why is baked potatoes different than french fries?
1: Hey, there's just questions out in the world and sometimes you have to expand your mind, right? You know, uh, that, always thinking. You know what taught me that? Carmen Sandiego. You know, Bill <laughs> Nye the Science Guy. Reading Rainbow. Always exploring. <laughs> Speaking of the which. What about, baby,
3: what about Magic it. School Bus?
1: Magic School Bus, Mrs. Frizzle. You know, she's out there risking lives of kids, you know, uh, four times <laughs> her uh, junior and She's out there risking their lives with no liability. Like no insurance company's going to cover that that bus. Uh, they're not going to cover that school uh, at all. But she does it on the sly, so the board doesn't know and this principal doesn't know. And she goes out there and risks their lives. And I just don't see why a case hasn't brought be brought against her yet. And I'm going to be the one uh, taking her to court. So
2: yeah, but uh, who's, who's going to believe these kids that hey, I went to space? What are
1: you talking about? She fucking documented it. She documented it, and she's making bank <laughs> off of it. I've seen the tapes. (laughs) I've seen the tapes. Uh, Dark Knight's death metal number five. uh, James Tenny the fourth. No, that's not right. Right. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, uh, the continuation. I feel like this last number four came out what a long time ago, Uh, or maybe I just because there was a lot of one shots. I think they had a month break and they had a bunch of one shots that came out that were tie ins. Uh, Garrett, what do you think?
3: I like Dark Knight's Death Metal uh, I think it's a lot of fun um, I think what's kind of a detractor of it is there's just so many one shots and so much extra storytelling that if you miss any of those issues uh, when you pick up the net, like between issue 4 and 5 there's like a billion one shots of Dark Knight's Death Metal that like tie issue 4 to 5 together and I get in issue 5 it'll probably be like a yellow speech bubble like hey see what happened in this thing where Swamp Thing fell over whatever it looks like issue Man. uh four fell <laughs> <laughs> over <laughs> and i don't know but i love dark Knight death i think it's a lot of fun and like it's really uh playing to the dc universe's strength so i'm having fun with it
1: issue four looks hey. like it came out uh october 13th so it just feels like maybe time is just slow that's what's happening uh alex
2: did did either of you guys get that multiverse like batman hush book what's where that? hush is batman I no, didn't even, I, did I, didn't,
1: I have no clue, clue what the fuck you're talking about. Did we uh, talk about on the they're show? In
2: the, they're in the DC books as a, an ad. And I keep thinking maybe I need to try one of those just because they look good. They seem interesting.
3: I believe they're coming out soon. I don't believe they're out yet. Because uh, they did that when uh, Dark Knight's Edel was coming out. They did like the one shots of the alternate storylines. Um, and so I think they're doing those again. Okay.
1: Uh, Rorschach number two, that is, uh, Tom King, Jorge Fornes and Dave Stewart. What's the connection between the aging comic book artist and Rorschach? That's the question the detective investigating the attempted assassination of a presidential candidate must answer. Will Meyerson, a reclusive artist known for his pirate comics, went from drawing the adventures of twentieth pirate in The Citizen to working with a mysterious young woman hell-bent on making sense of a post-Watchmen world. Somewhere in the life of Will Meyerson lies the key to learning more about Rorschach. Eisenhower winning team, uh, Tom King, teams with rising star Jorge Forrest and delves into the backroom maneuvering and political corruption in a story that asks how far a man with ideals will go to make them a reality. What do we think here, Alex?
2: You know, the first one was good. Um, I think, unfortunately, it was. Not, I don't want to say one of the weaker King books, but it was the one that didn't didn't sell me as much, and I don't know if that's a, I'm not as big of a Watchman fan. Uh, if there was just, I just needed a little bit more Crazy. to really seal the deal, but it was good. I mean, I'm going to definitely get this whole series. It's twelve issues long. Why wouldn't I? King has always been, uh, pun intended, the king of writing the maxi series. So I'm on for the long run.
1: Alex, I might just have yep. to, you know, disconnect this call based on your pun there. Uh, I can't <laughs> let that slide. Sorry. Are these all going to be five dollars? Probably. Uh,
3: I think so. Yeah.
1: Hmm. All right. It
3: must be uh, twenty-four pages instead of twenty-two. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be wonder. I would wonder what the uh, distinction is. Is it? Does it have like a prestige cover? I don't. I don't get a physical anymore, so I don't know what they put into the physical that makes it worth more. It's not making it worth more for me. Uh, So that feels like a ripoff just because you got to make it the same price. But um, whatever, I guess. Uh, So that's DC books. Uh, The next books I have coming up here, I will let you know when I was putting them up in different tabs, I did see a couple of them get out of order. So if that happens, it it happens. All right. I'm not going to deal with it right now. Uh, Big (laughs) girls number four, Jason Howard. Jason Howard's girl fight. Then we discover why High Marshal Tanik is such a bad guy. Or is he? Also, mistakes that have consequences. Ember, Gullivan, and Martin— even yours, uh, Garrett. Do you catch up with the the big girls?
3: Yes, I have caught up on that. Hmm. Uh, um, it's fun, you know. I, that's what I would call it. I mean, is the storytelling super intense? I don't think so. Is the action like really intense? Oh yeah, like it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're learning more about the big creatures and the big girls and the. You know, their reason for wanting to get mm-hmm. rid of them and, like, the virus. But, uh, yeah, it's just literally an action book, and I think, and I enjoy that.
1: Uh, Black Magic number 16, Greg Ruck and Nicola Scott, end of the story arc, Ascension number one. Uh, conclusion, Rowan Alex Detective Nikki Colt find themselves drawn in the same moment of crisis as the CEO seems, to poise, seems poised to lose control of her corner of the abyss. As tragedy looms, tragedy looms on every front, Rowan, Rowan, Jesus Christ, must decide if she will allow things to run their course or have their lives of those she cared about, she cares for, Jesus comes through their tragic ends, including her own, or by will, change the reality that is rising around her. I will let you know, I did trip up at the beginning, I did laugh a little bit if you notice. Because I just remembered when I read the last issue and I was like, what the fuck is going on? It seems like we jumped in time and I forgot i, I forgot to miss, I didn't read issue 14. Uh, so that made me laugh because I remembered I didn't read issue 14. Um, Alex, what do you think? The Black Magic, where at the end of the story arc since the return, uh, what was that, four or five issues?
2: Yeah, I think we start back at 11 or 12. It had to be 11. 11 it's maybe. good. I it's, I think I, I almost agree with, with you guys when you talk about they at least needed that recap page. Uh, and I almost wanted every book, every issue, because I don't really remember what's going on. And I haven't read issue 14, but my, my opinion still stands. It's good. I just need that recap. I need to know what has built up and how do we get to where we are now. Uh, Nicola Scott's art is fantastic as per usual. Uh, nope, I hate that. As per usual. I can't shut that word down to be that short. Anyway, <clears throat> But I, I almost want more. Every issue, I feel like I'm wanting more. And maybe that's just because I'm a, a greedy person. I expect more. It's Christmas time. I want more bigger gifts. Uh, and that's what this book needs to be. Start giving me some bigger gifts. I don't need the orgies. That, that's fine. <clears throat> I just need bigger gifts.
1: Um, it's it's strange, though, right? Because Black Magic doesn't have a recap page, but Lazarus does. They're both Craig Rooker books. They're both image books. So you think the decision's his. Uh, So, does he just feel that that Black Magic is not complicated enough? Like, Lazarus has way more going on. I wonder if I should uh, send in a letter and ask him, hey, where's that recap page, huh?
3: Yeah, I got to be honest. I find Lazarus way easier to follow than I do Black Magic.
1: Yeah. Uh, Black Black
3: Magic has a lot of art telling the story, but... I don't know what the fuck is going on <clears throat> in the story.
1: Alex, do you remember? Uh, did we have a recap page in Lazarus before the? Remember they had a huge break because of delays and all that shit. They didn't only add it after that, or did it have it? Has it always had one?
2: I'm pretty sure they've always had some sort of of recap. That's why I want not to say be too. Nearly but, as in depth,
3: but I'm pretty sure they had one all the time. That's why I want to say yeah, yeah, too. It was, it was like a title page, and it would show like. You I know, think on it at least had the cover.
1: I think it at least had the, the synopsis being like, it's the future money runs everything now. I think it had all that. Um, and they add to it like every arc. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I have no issue with the recap page. Like I know DC does like DC doesn't do recap pages. Uh, and Marvel does for every one of their comics. It's been a DC thing since Dan DiDio. So maybe it'll change after uh, the uh, recent news. Oh, yeah actually, that was recent news. Uh, they got a new editor in chief. It was going to be co-editor in chief. Um, and so, uh, it's now, uh, just, um, DC comics editor in chief, just one person. And, uh, Marie, uh, Jarvis, uh, is the new, uh, uh person in charge. So, uh, we'll see how that checks out. Maybe <clears throat> I would think if you're trying to get new readers on board, I think the recap page is always solid. Because then you can jump in halfway through an arc and just catch up on the recap page and then go back if it's interesting, right? Uh, I know that's like... You would rather them jump in at the start of an arc, but it's not always possible. Sometimes you just find a random comic. Uh, Sometimes, you know, let's say a friend borrows you one and then it's the middle of an arc and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's just just good for people who have been reading the whole time just to make sure they're understanding everything correctly and also for new people too. So, Die15... Uh, Karen Gill and Stephanie Hans. Great game part five. Great game ends. The board is flipped. The pieces go to pieces. Can anyone play on? Uh, I will say uh, die fantastical. Uh, ever since... Um, God, what issue was that? It was like at 12, I think. Around 12, 11. Uh, uh, that I was
2: 11 when she does her stuff.
1: I really enjoyed that. I almost kind of... Uh, say that it's like god what's something that you know you know when um it, this happens in a couple different kind of series but to keep it spoiler free there's almost a moment when you have this character in which uh you know maybe was more on the good side and was kind of more meek and stuff like that and then they put together this whole plan and like take over everything and you see everything come. And fall into the right place, and then at the end, it's them like sitting there, and now they're in charge. Uh, that's kind of what happened in that issue, and ever since that issue, I feel like it's more interesting from uh, all viewpoints. Like the the there's two different types of groups going at this right now, or that are in the story, and I feel like both stories are intriguing. So, uh, looking forward to that. <clears throat> Ice Cream Man number twenty one, Maxwell Prince, and Martin Moranzo. The Big Sweet, a candy-coated detective yarn with sour center, told in the style that can best be described as the French word for black, or how I like my eggs. Uh, Garrett, what do you think here with the Ice Cream Man?
3: I really enjoy Ice Cream Man. Uh, look at that Sorrentino cover. The variant looks awesome. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, it's been a fun anthology, and uh, you know, I think this was issue, what does it say, <coughs> 22, 23? Because I think the last issue, twenty one, because last issue was yeah. that quarantine special where they had a bunch of uh, oh yeah you're right other creators mm-hmm. uh, writing in there, and I enjoyed that. Um, I'm excited to kind of get back into the the meat of the Ice Cream Man story. So uh, I should have said get back into the I don't know. There's no good ice cream pun I can think of. Get back into the sprinkles of the ice cream. Mm. Um, but the uh, the anthology horror of, of this book is a lot of fun to read.
1: Alex, uh, what's the French word for black? Is that noir? Noir. There you go. Seven to eternity number 14. Uh, Welcome back. Recommender uh, Germain, Excuse me. (laughs) Germaine Opeña. Is that his last name? Germone. Opeña. Matt Hollingsworth. Uh, Spring of Zal part one. The journey nears its end. Adam and the Mud King must make a final, final sacrifice before it does the origin of the springs revealed one giant evil consumes everything and you can celebrate it excitedly. Uh, this has been gone for a while, right?
2: Yeah. For, I don't even know how long it's been a year. Almost.
1: I will double check here, but I, this would be, this is something like, uh, this is something that shoots itself. It's on in its own foot, right? Like I can't remember. Uh, I'm looking at the cover for 13 right now. I think I did read that, but I can't be too sure because uh, it did come out February uh, 2019. So almost two years and a couple months here. So.
3: I dropped it after issue 10, so I have no idea. Still getting it. I did catch
2: up on it uh, like a month and a half ago. Had no idea what the hell I read. Uh, it was fun. Spot- I mean, it still looks great. And every time I see these covers and when I think of of, uh, Rick Remender's writing style, I'm still excited for it, knowing there are other books out there that he's done that I'm still pumped for. I want this book to live up to that first issue like it had been, this mind-boggling fantasy epic. And we'll see maybe if we'll get back into that or not.
1: There you go. Um, Stillwater, uh, number three, Chip Zdarsky. Mike Spicer, and Ramon Perez, after witnessing what happens to rule breakers in Stillwater, Daniel must come to terms with what it really means to live forever, and what exactly is a death day? Uh, Garrett, what do you think here?
3: I still got to catch up on issue two. I feel like this came out uh, um, really quick.
1: I was going to say, I was just thinking, I was like, did I read two? I, I don't think I did. I uh, thought
2: you guys talked about it too for some reason cuz I actually thought about putting it on the show tonight as one to read and I thought you guys had talked
1: I'm about it. I'm looking at the cover here.
2: Mm-mm, Do we you, tell you about issue
1: 1? Okay.
3: So, well that's a good synopsis cuz I we all remember what happened at the end of issue 1. And... What's
1: what's strange is that I'm looking at the synopsis for issue 2 and it I think it's the op- the synopsis for issue 1. Uh, Daniel West has returned to Stillwater but his homecoming is anything but happy what secrets in the town hiding from the outside world and can Daniel save his mother from meeting her fate within the park no I never read this no never mind I remember reading the uh, synopsis on the show Uh, it looks like it came out October 21st so actually Garrett it was a month ago Um, I just uh, might have got lost in the shuffle there Uh, I think I actually I think I purchased it and it might be sitting in my library here. I'll double-check that here in a moment. But while we're getting there, Sea of Sorrows, number one, IDW, Rich Dolreck, and Alex Cormack. Deep Sea Adventure with a horrific twist. From the great team behind last year's hit horror series, Road Bones, comes an all-new tale of bone-chilling terror. In the aftermath of the Great War, the North Atlantic is ripe for plunder by Innit. Pendant salvage crews. When a former naval naval officer na- naval officer hires the S.S. Vagabond to lead the ship to a sunken U-boat and a fortune in gold, tensions mount as the crew prepares to double-cross each other. But the darkness of the ocean floor holds deeper terrors than any of them had bargained for. Plunge headfirst into the icy waters of dread with another historic tale of terror from writer Rich Dorek and artist Alex. Cormac. So this is a mini one of five. Um, But uh, if there's anything, I think we talked about this at one of our uh, campfire shows. Um, uh, Afraid of the Sea. I'm afraid of Deep Sea. And uh, uh, this cover caught my eye. And if it's going to be a horror comic about Deep Sea, I I might check it out just because it makes me. It's literally. literally, So, you know, jump scares, obviously. I think these jump scares scare anybody. Like if you get anybody with a good jump scare, it scares them. But it's not really scary, it's more like uh surprising half the time. More than half the time. Ninety percent of the time. And then there are some things that actually like chill you to the bone. And anytime I uh look at anything under the water, like deep, uh, that always makes me feel afraid. And uh I kinda like it. So I'm gonna read that maybe. We'll see how that goes.
3: Is that an image comic book?
1: Uh IDW. Oh, it's a surprise. Oh IDW does oh. t- they really don't do a lot of um uh, what's the word for that, Alex? Uh, original Trade stuff. Yeah, they usually just do a original lot of original content. Li- of uh, licensed stuff. So, um, I'm excited to check that out. So, uh, Amazing Spider-Man number fifty-three, last. I'm assuming this is in continuity. I don't. Once again, don't I know? I don't know anything about their fucking Nick Spencer, Mark Bagley, Patrick, uh, Patrick Gleason. Bagley doing the art, Gleason on the cover. It looks like Gleason's off, uh, which is strange because there's arcs still going on. But all right. Uh, Last Remains continues. If you think you've seen a brutal Spider-Man fight before, you are wrong. Do not miss this issue. That's all it says. Alex, what do you think here with Spider-Man? Uh,
2: as far as I've gotten caught up to it, it's it's good. Um, I think I'm excited that we're finally into this this kindred storyline that's actually finally getting somewhere. Uh, no, to be fair, I am at least four issues behind. I still haven't read that giant book that they put out of 851 or 850 or 849, whatever it was. Uh, so I'm getting there, but I'm super amped. Like, this is one of those books that when I get caught up, I will be so content with what I've read. And I love Spider-Man, probably not nearly as much as a uh, hashtag guest host one, but to know that there are stakes. And when I look at Spider-Man here being hung off with his neck over a building, eh, who's to say he doesn't get dropped in fall 50 stories, even that might kill the amazing Spider-Man.
3: What I call bullshit on is issue fifty two came out last week. So what the fuck's is going really? on, Marvel? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No fifty two R I thought came out. No. Cause I know ha- because I have because I have 52,
3: 52. 52 and fifty two R came out last week or whatever. Over oh, really? LR. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What the hell, Marvel? We mm. see you.
1: Dick bag. Don't worry, they wouldn't inflate a, you know, push push something out just to push something out, or they wouldn't inflate a price just because it's a milestone. Captain America number twenty five, Tennessee <laughs> Coates, Michael Cho, Leonard <laughs> Kirk, Michael Cho to rescue the daughters of Liberty, trapped in Manipur, Captain America and his closest allies march their forces, but waiting in the wings for them is a reborn Red Skull. Plus the debut of the new all new Agent thirteen, plus you can't say plus twice, right? Uh, plus a secondary, a second celebratory story by Michael Cho. So this is forty pages for five bucks. Uh, so we get uh, twenty more pages and pay uh, two more um, dollars. So his crew goes in. I see Bucky. I see Falcon. I see Black Widow. I see two Black Widows. I think who the fuck is this down here? Oh, that's Peggy. Sorry, Peggy's dressed like Black Widow for some reason. And then we have uh, the all new agent. Uh, um, 13 as we have uh, spoken before and by the way red wing also is up there he, he got his fucking head covered by that marvel 25 thing so you can't really see him yeah
3: <laughs> he got the mike wazowski, he right got the wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he
1: got yeah, the, the one wazowski. time
3: they put the fucking number on the right <laughs> that's <laughs> the true it's out. always on the
1: left and they're like you know what put it over his fucking face no one needs to see that damn bird <laughs> You know what? This book has been hit or miss uh, recently, so I'm not sure whether or not to be excited or not. Um, just judging from the preview, it looks like I might enjoy it for the art. Uh, we'll see. I like it. So far, Red Skull being back is fine. So we'll see how that goes. Incredible Hulk. It's going to be Immortal Hulk, number 40. Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, Alex Ross. Uh, he's a skinny. Hulk's lower than he's ever was. He's struck in He's stuck in an iron hotel built just for him, and there's a new sca- Sasquatch guarding the door. If he gets through in the rest of the Gamma flight, all he wins is an airlock to open space. It's rigged game with no way to win. Only Joe Fix-It never learned how to lose. Garrett, what do you think here with the Hulk?
3: Uh, I am two issues behind, but uh, I am not a fan of Joe Fix-It. So I don't know if I like this issue a whole lot, but it's Bennett. And a bunch of other artists so i think that part of it will be cool and uh i don't know i feel like Immortal hulk has really gotten intense with the uh introduction of the uh leader into the storyline so uh-huh. uh i've had some fun with it but i was gonna say uh, i see him in this don't. preview what
1: i see him in this preview uh, the, the leader oh in the preview i was looking yeah, at the
3: yeah. cover i was like what but yep uh not, again, not a huge fan of Joe Fixit, but uh, I'll get over it for a good Hulk story.
1: Also in the preview is Hulk crying, and uh, <laughs> I've never been sadder in my life. Um, tears won't help you now, Monsters, but they're making fun of him. They're making fun of him. Jesus. Uh, send me open, Spider-Man, King in Black, King in Black, number one, Peter, David, Greg, Land. I just wanted to bring this up for uh, one reason. Uh, let me read the synopsis here first. Uh, Noel the King in Black, has a sight set on Earth, but as an avid Marvelite, so already know, his hand has been at work at the Edge of Marvel Universe for years. In this series, witness one of Noel's uh, earliest attempts at birthing life from the darkness of non-creation. From superstar creators Peter David and Greg Land comes a titanic ta- tie-in tale to this year's winter epic, King in Black. So, uh, we do you know DC is doing a winter uh, event uh, it looks like Marvel is also doing a winter event called King in Black. Uh, and this will be the, uh, a tie-in. It says tie-in in, in normally, at least in my head. When I hear tie-in, you think it comes while the book is out? Or otherwise it would say prelude, right? Uh, but the, according to this, this is a tie-in. Uh, and nothing more. So there we go. Uh, <clears throat> I guess they, in, in some way, from uh, Donny Hate's Venom run, made will like go back and be part of everything. Huh. Hmm.
3: Okay. Uh, X- He's going to be in, I know that Daredevil's tying into that story. So we're going to have two issues of Daredevil being part of oh, the King in Black storyline. Uh,
1: X-Force 14, Bed Percy, Jerry Dugan, Joshua Kassara, Chivalry gives way to Fury. A knight must kneel. Alex, what do you think here with the X-Force?
2: Uh, so guilty I have chosen not to get caught up mostly because I can't uh, read these X Twin books i just got to read them all back to back to back Uh, if it's anywhere near as good as I think it's going to be we're going to see some blood run soon if it hasn't already started happening that's my only hope I I just want this book to be as good as I think it can be and then when it's not and I cry and I quit the show just because I can't handle the bullshit anymore you'll know why
1: I think you said you did get caught up with the X-Men books.
2: No, I'm caught up on 11, the first 11 chapters. Oh, okay. But I can't get caught up to whatever this is, chapter 19 or something. 14.
1: Oh, no, that's issue 14, X-Force. I don't know what it is in terms of, uh, let's see here. Let's see. X-A-Swords number 17. 17.
2: So six six issues ahead of where I'm already at now.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys even caught up
2: at all?
3: Nope.
1: Okay. You know what? Might I as well just wait for the whole fucking thing to go. Uh, Once in Future number 13, Karen Gill and Dan Mora. Uh, Alex, I'm going to refer back to you for the Once in Future. What do we think here?
2: Hell yeah. I've loved Volume 2 so much. I don't know. Okay, for the record, I'm using a different headset and I keep holding my phone next to my face like I have to talk in it <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> so I feel like an idiot. Uh, it's amazing. I love Once in Future. The second volume has been such a better. Better experience than the first one. I mean, the first one was good, but you're setting all of the stones for walking on. You get to this one, and there's just shit hitting the fan. Uh, new monsters showing up. New lore, which is exciting. So uh, this is amazing. And I hope it's not ending. I don't think there's a necessarily an end in sight. I suppose as long as it's selling books, why would you not keep pumping them out?
1: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, something is killing the children, number 12. James, James Dunning the Fourth, uh, Werther uh, Del Derion, uh, Miguel, is it Miguel? No, Miguel Merto. Uh, Gary, what do you think here about the killing of the children?
3: Uh, I just read issue 11 recently, and this book is so damn good. Um, I think it initially was only going to be five, a five issue run. Um, but they've expanded the story and it does seem like we're getting close to the end of at least this chapter of this book um but holy shit every issue there's some page turns where i'm just shocked about what happens and lots of people dying um not just children spoilers uh but (laughs) it's a fun book i mean it it's pretty creative and I had to say I was at the shop and I saw they were selling the uh, they wear this like skull face mask and I was like ooh that's pretty badass because it looks like uh, monster fangs and stuff so anyways good book (laughs)
1: Uh, speaking of the shop brought to you by rainbowcomicsandcards.com your definitive source for all things comic books Uh, what else can you get there Alex?
2: action figures cards Uh,
1: Sports cards, games, board games, uh,
2: Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Magic cards, you you, name it, most likely they got it.
1: And if you know Funkos, I see here. Yeah, we got a 1991, 1992 Fleet, fleeter, excuse me, fleeter box uh, basketball. Looks like basketball cards, 36 packs for 50 bucks here. So if you're interested in some old uh, basketball cards, uh, also I see here uh, a, a pop. Pokemon Char- Charmander. Uh, wait a second here. The description says it's Dwight. It's true, but it says it's it's Charmander. But I guess they both look the same. Um, fourteen ninety nine there if you want to get that. Uh, the Charmander is a uh, limited edition glow-in-the-dark. Glow-in-the-dark? It looks like it says glow-in-the-dark, but it actually doesn't. It's like black with green text. You would think that means glow-in-the-dark, right? That's always the default for glow-in-the-dark. It's some black background <laughs> oh. with green text, but it actually just says limited edition. Um. Uh, so yeah, and, and like I said, you don't have to be in town to order anything right here. It says add to cart. I can add to cart. Get it shipped to me. Uh, so go to randomcomicsandcards for more information, or if you're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, thirty three ten South Minnesota Avenue, uh, or Lincoln, Nebraska, fifteen oh one Pine Lake Road, Suite seventeen. There you go, Alex. What think it's gonna be your pick this week?
2: That's a hard one. Like, there's there's books that I want to be excited about, like Amazing Spider Man fifty three. Uh, but that probably can't be the one I would choose. You know what? I'm gonna go with the uh, the obvious answer. Once in Future, number thirteen. That book has been good. I need uh, Garrett to jump back on it and fall in love with it like I have. Read hmm. it on Hoopla or something. They've got to have the issues on Hoopla, Garrett. Read yeah, it.
3: Yeah, I bet they would.
1: Garrett, what do you think? Oh, well,
3: I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I agree with Alex There's just a lot that it's like I don't see one that's like Fuck yeah I can't wait to read that Just a lot of good stuff um, Let's go Something is ki- Killing Children 12 I mean out of all the ones That are coming out this week That's probably the one I'm most excited for Because the ending of issue 11 Was just phenomenal So Something is Killing the Children Or Killing Children Number 12
1: I'm going to go with Rorschach number 2 That's the Tom King And Jorge Fornes uh, Really enjoyed one uh, and looking forward to that. By the way, also, I just want to mention because I saw it here and it actually uh, made me uh, very happy. That Texas Blood number one is going to third printing. Number two and three and four are all going to second printing. So I uh, must be doing fairly well out there, and actually deserves that. Uh, I'm just those surprised. covers
3: look awesome.
1: I'm ver- I'm very surprised. Oh yeah, this look cool. Um, who's doing those covers? Jacob. Oh, Jacob's just going back and redoing doing some of those covers. Um, I'm just excited that that kind of book is taking off. Like Criminal, for instance, and I mean, I might be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure um, for my research, uh, I'm pretty sure that like, when it first came out, it wasn't a huge seller. It was more of a uh, thing people found out about afterwards. So it might be because, you know, uh, that Jacob works already on Criminal, so people like us who know his name is like, Oh, let me go check this out or it may just cause it's great. I'm going to go with the second part cause I want to hope for something good. All right.
2: But, but I think it's both. I think it's the, the fact that Jacob is on the book gets people to go, Oh, I wanted to at least look at it. And then you read it and you find out the whole team is spectacular and that it's one of those books that's not just in your face. It's meant for you to enjoy and then almost be disgusted by cause you're like, Oh my God, this dude's a monster.
1: You know what I'm disgusting Not Garrett by.
2: hunting deer, but other things. Almost you know what, I'm
1: disgusted by. By the way, actually, since you mentioned that, I will say one thing about this, Garrett. Uh, and uh, this might be the only compliment I ever pay for you on this show, because on the show, I play the character that I uh, make fun of you. Um, uh, <laughs> you look, play the character. <laughs> it looking really good in that picture, Garrett. Hey, it, thanks, you man. lose some LBs. This guy's. Uh, look, I, you know, for a second there, I was like, Jesus Christ. No wonder this guy took it down by his bare hands, it looks like.
3: Broke that neck. Well, I mean, you know, after you don't see a guy for nine odd months, and (laughs) then uh, I
1: literally have not seen you in nine months. (laughs) I've seen your head a couple times virtually, but I've never seen uh, you stand up. Basically, Um, so I saw that I was like, you know what, you might be right. I mean, I think you do look good, but also I kind of forgot how you looked. So, hey man, Um, I
3: didn't eat breakfast that morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's because you were too busy uh, out on the field there. You know, becoming one mm-hmm. with nature, and then this deer just pops up. And like Alex said, you put that shed in a headlock and go to sleep.
3: Took life by the horns, or, or the antlers, I guess.
1: Alex, uh, the yep. weather outside is okay, a little chilly. Uh, but I do believe that in ancient China, they have a saying, you know, chilly today, hot tamale. And I'm uh, just curious uh, what you think uh, the weather's going to be like.
2: You know, I, I've realized, and this isn't me being cocky, uh, there is an extent of me that I think I know the weather better than even the meteorologists who get paid for it, and I'm not saying I'm not a meteorologist, I'm just unpaid. Um, you know what, you're going to have a good week, you're going to get into, uh, into a little bit of coolness in the mornings, of course, you never know, there could be a little sprinkle of snow, not a lot, but there might be a little misty stuff, you know, those, those clouds, they make some rain comes down a little bit. It's going to snow. Um, but nothing to be worried about. Nothing to get your shovels out. Don't need to get the salt out. Don't even have to put your winter coat on yet. Wear your uh, Back to the Future red vest with your with your sleeves cut off like I do. That's how I roll in this world. Roll in the uh, like that. Uh,
3: get it? Because you rolled boom. your sleeves up?
2: Bo- you know what? I just laid down like three punts. Garrett, Marvin, kick me off the show. Bring in guest <laughs> host number one. No, actually, it won't even be better with that. Anyway, the weather's going to be great. You got another week worth of good weather to not be too nervous about. And then after that, you're done with Thanksgiving. Well, let me
1: look here. Currently 28 and clear. Nice clear sky. It feels like 23. Uh, looks like tomorrow high 43. About consistently between 40 and 50. Thursday's going to hit about 58. That's the high for the whole week. A little rain on Saturday. A uh, good chance of rain. Uh Maybe a chance of snow, depending on when it falls, it says here. Uh, but otherwise, we got 44, 46 the next couple of days there. So, by the way, I got to ask you a question, Alex, since you are uh, this uh, expert in uh, weather. Um, what is with that? This wind? This wind is out of control.
2: So, when you live in the plains, there are minimal, not that there are not trees, but there are minimal trees to actually block the wind. There are no mountains. There's just a few flowing hills, uh, which is just building up that speed for that wind to come down. That's the only reason you got so much wind. There's nothing there to stop it. Why do you think we had to build buildings to stop the wind?
1: <clears throat> I guess that's also true, and we had a couple of fronts push in. And, you know, when there's a cold front and uh, uh, the pressure system is uh, changing like that, that's what brings about the wind. And so um, it, it, it was crazy. It was like, what, 50, 60-mile uh, gusts of wind? Uh, I don't know if I said this in the last week's show. Maybe it didn't happen within the last week's show. Actually, I think it did. Uh, blew the screen door off my fucking house. Jeez. Uh, I know.
3: <laughs> no, I actually remember that day because my neighbor's uh, grill like totally just got fucked. Like it fell like right on its front and like the propane tanks like went flying and I was like, holy fuck, how is this building? That oh, building and I was, right now?
1: I was driving that day and I was driving on the street and like... This debris, which I assume was pieces of cardboard, but you can't, you can't be too sure, right? And just like came in the intersection and I was going through the intersection. And so um, I don't want to hit it because what if it's not cardboard and it's just flying and it's pieces of wood, but the wind's so strong it looks like it's cardboard. And so I did a quick uh, little, you know, slow down like quickly enough for the pass in front of me. And then I kept driving. I, I never felt more... Like fucking Vin Diesel, my fucking life. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
2: you, you know the one thing I notice in comic books is you never see wind. Unless it's like storm gusting a tur- tornado of some sort. But like in New York and Spider-Man, there's never wind. You yeah. know what we need? Yeah. We need a good Midwest character. Yeah. Where every day they're out trying to fight crime and the fucking wind is blowing them around. <laughs> and their cape's in their face. Well,
1: even the uh uh, Batman. Uh, comic. Uh, what's it called, Garrett? It was international.
3: Uh, Batman
1: Incorporated. Incorporated when they had the South Dakota character. There was no wind in that issue. No. What was it, Man of Bats? No, no wind in that issue.
3: I could only think of like God Country or uh, what's the one with? Uh, oh, we just finished it. Middle with West the kid. Yeah, Middle West.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Especially God Country. That was always windy. Uh, mm. that got a good sense for the wind. Uh. Speaking of the wind, it blows in and out, and uh, this week it blew in a detective issue, Detective Comics, issue number, uh, what was it, 1030? 1030. 1030, uh, about an hour from now, uh, Detective Comics <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> came out. So uh, we have a, a Balisk evly and a uh, um, – what's his name? Don't make me look it up. Tinian. Not Tinian. No, 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 it's Tomasi. not Tinian. Tomasi. Peter J. Tomasi and Beliske uh, Ebley who she did the art for a black bird, and then she did that run or that arc of uh, black Panther. Um, and she jumps on in this issue of detective, <coughs> which is the start of a new arc in a way. Um, even though the last couple issues were referenced in this one, um, I will say a couple things about this issue and not specifically if we want to go over the, the plot, we can go over the plot, but I felt like it was very short on plot. um, Uh, It was more about the uh, guy running for mayor having these nightmares about Batman like really being the person that is evil here and fighting all the uh, bat family in Gotham thinking they're the major part of the problem, which might, you know, you know, from a certain point perspective, some from from a certain perspective uh, is true, Uh, but also from a uh, certain perspective at this point, it's like you can't kick them out because the bad guys are already there. Um, but I will say two things. We complained last week. uh complaint's a strong word. We noticed last week um, that that Batman was still the same Batman and he didn't grow from what he learned after the Joker War, but I really do feel like in this issue, uh, this Batman was different. Like this Batman actually learned and he like called the meeting with everybody and he was very open to be like, Robin left me. If you get, If you hear where he is, can you let me know? He's very, very fatherly. And I felt like this was this was the different Bruce I'm looking for. And so that part alone made me excited for this whole run.
3: Uh, I completely agree. and like I read issue, the issue before this with Rockeffort and this issue. And I have like literally all my complaints with Batman, the complete opposite happened in, in detective comics. Like we got a more personal Bruce. Uh, we got Bruce, yeah dealing with his like basically falling out with his son. Um, and what I find really funny about this issue, cause no one was probably reading that Teen Titans annual to find out why Robin just like, was like, I fucking quit. Um, so they basically retold that whole story in this issue. And I was like, where were you like four months ago when Joker War was happening? And I'm like, where the fuck's Damien? Um, but I love that he's in this cause yeah, I'm a big fan of Damien. Um, I really like when they, you know, push his character to new limits and, I feel like this is kind of a new Batman we're dealing with. That we're getting back to that more fatherly type where he's concerned about what he's done uh, to alienate his son. So,
2: I, I think I found interesting that <clears throat> one, I don't remember what happened in 1027 when Damien is talking to Bruce and beating the crap out of him because they mentioned both Teen Titans volume or uh, annual to. And Detective 1027 that this had happened. And I don't remember it ever happening in 1027.
3: 1027 was the uh, Nakano losing his eye. So that, but not the Damien oh, story. The Damien story was, okay. was yeah. in that T Titans. Titans manual. Okay. Then I'm, I
2: must admit they must have had it on like the same page telling me both things. I, thought, I don't remember this ever happening.
1: And also, that doesn't the, make any sense. We found right. the black casebook in 1027, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He didn't. Damian didn't, didn't find why it. I remember that. Batman got it back. Remember, it was all over the the, the the. He was in that hotel room, kind of, and he had all the shit. It was. It was more of it. It was very a very subtle story. It wasn't like he actually got it back from Joker. It was just like okay. a story where he had it back, where he had it in his hands, and he was like, "Oh, I got the black casebook back." It was more him telling that he got it rather than showing us. Um, oh, I see. I will okay. say, I do not remember the mayor losing his eye. <laughs> that I will agree. I was like, I don't remember that in 1027. I know I read 1027 because we talked about it on the show. Uh, but I don't remember that happening. Uh, it probably did, and I just somehow uh, forgot about it. But I will say, like like I said, I, th- I find that interesting because it is that kind of story about, like, you can see from both viewpoints. And then we have the Batman where Bruce is kind of different. And I will also say, just overall, this story and this, actually, I think, Baleska Heffley's art and, uh, uh, whether or not she's going to do the next issue or if it's going to go back to Rockford or whoever it's going to go to. But I really do feel like this is the, remember we talked talking about last week? Like everything doesn't need to be end of the world kind of Batman shit. Like, it could just be a smaller story about, like, so basically, Bruce wants to find Robin. Robin's trying to solve cases that he's never solved, that Batman never finished solving. We have the mayor and how he's running for, like, all those things are very grounded and personal kind of, uh, battles they're fighting within themselves and with, uh, they're close families and like the mayor does, he's kind of like destroying himself from the inside out running for mayor. um, Or the guy running for mayor is uh, ruining himself inside out. And can he let it destroy himself? Uh, how far is he going to go? Is he going to become an ally or is he going to become an enemy? And then we have, you know, all the Batman and Robin stuff going on. But also like, like we said, like Nightwing's there, Red Hood's there. Like everybody's there. Everybody's involved, but it doesn't feel like it feels very, Like in this issue, I got more of a scale on Gotham as a whole than I did in that last Batman issue. The last Batman issue was like telling me Gotham's huge, he's gonna take over this whole city. Where this one showed me very different locations, like where the mayor lived was way different than that rooftop that they were at, where those people started attacking them. And then we saw Robin, like in this kind of like factory ish kind of place, looking at the black case book. And, uh, um, I don't know. I, it, this, to me, was like, okay, this is what I wanted from Batman. And maybe that's the distinction. Batman's going to be this huge story of action, and this could be more detective stuff, which is fine. I can go ahead and read this. This is what I was looking for. So,
2: I, was... I like that this book was, it humanized even the Bat family, where the, I'm not going to call them bad guys, but the citizens who are looking for them, led by the mirror, uh, which, side note, I hope is not uh, the new Mayor candidate. Oh, I it's gotta to be. be. I, but that then see that right there, that would ruin it. Two different character two characters who are now the one thought process. I don't want that. I want it to be where there happen to be two people working at the same thing and then for the mayor to finally realize the mirror was wrong. There's, I think they're trying
3: to, to do a misdirect because the cover of the last issue has mirror holding an eye strap. And then yeah, obviously the you see masks above uh, Nakano's bed, and I feel like it's not going to be him, but it it might as well be. I mean, there's a lot of subtle clues that yeah. he is the mirror, but you don't know for sure. Um, but I would say more than likely he's going to be the mirror.
2: But so my and then my first thought was I actually enjoyed the fact that um, these citizens actually found the Bat Family, and as Batgirl and everybody are escaping, she goes first things first, we need to switch up our frequencies. Something yeah. I like a real world, like not even a real world problem, but a simple problem that all these detectives probably should have deduced a long time ago is not to use the same frequency over and over again. It made it kind of like, oh, I liked, I liked that tie in.
1: What I, what I liked is, so we talked about in the last issue, I forget what it was, but, you know, Bruce getting confused or like f- uh, fooled by something, kind of forgot what it was. Oh, walking into that place and he was like, well, everybody's uh, fucking dead. Uh, it's supposed to be a sign. And that it makes sense because he knew he was walking into a situation, which he should be fully aware of. But in this one, like you were saying, Alex, like they knew to turn into that frequency and they're not expecting the public to be after them like this, at least to this grand of scale. And then also like they kind of made, they, it seemed like the citizens put that meeting together to kind of get them in all one place. Uh, Because he was like, night, we can call this a meeting. He's like, no, I didn't. You call this meeting. And they were confused about that. But also, their guard is down because they're not expecting this from the public. And they're also not expecting it from Nightwing. Like, right now is the period in which they got done with the Joker War. And it's kind of a, there's nothing out there in terms of threats. And so, they really aren't expecting these kind of things. And so, that made sense to me. It wasn't like they were walking towards where they know somebody might be. And there was all these bad guys. And then they get confused. It was like, they were fucking having a meeting. And he's like, what? You didn't call this meeting? And he's like, no, no, you did. And uh, I'll agree. I really did like that. Um, And I like how they all like got out of there. It wasn't like they got overwhelmed and started getting take over. Like they were able to get out of there quick enough and which makes sense because they're obviously, you know, trained superheroes. Um, But I just like the idea of, of them not being safe in their own town and have to watch their own backs because they can't just expect that everybody's the enemy. Like, they don't know, they want to protect the public, but who is not with them and who is with uh, against them, so.
3: Um, I also like that they set up, like a, like, a legit mystery in Bruce's past with Alfred about all those things happening to him, like, someone was, like, trying to assassinate him. Uh, you know, Damien's looking at in the Black Casebook, so that'll be kind of cool over the arc to see what's going on there, because I like, like, we have, like, two mysteries going on, like, who's the mirror? kind of on a more surface level kind of mystery, but then we get this like history mystery <laughs> um with Bruce and Alfred. So
1: I will say the uh, um, the whole part with Damien in the case book, uh, I really did enjoy that because it's a lot of him just like the art telling the story. There's not a lot of him just talking to himself, which doesn't make sense. There's a little bit of it him being like, okay, I'm gonna solve this case. And he goes, all right. I forget what her name was. The person he goes, okay, I'm going to come for you. Um, but those seem like things you might say out loud if you're looking at something. It wasn't like he was like, this is the casebook I stole off of Bruce. And so I think it was very well done that a lot of it was silent and a lot of it was him, like, looking through the casebook and, like, trying to solve a crime. And you could see him putting it together and seeing what he needs to do, getting the case, uh, the old file case uh, from GCPD. And uh, – I don't know. that that also that moment in the story was like very detective ish to me. It very like it reminded me also like of Scott's run of detective. He let a lot of those moments happen. Um and so it made me excited to see where this goes. So by the way, can we all agree? Peter J. Tomasi, the unspoken uh hero of the DC universe, like he comes in and does good work all the time. He comes in and does good work on books that you know, it seems like any book that they can't figure out who to put on it, they just go, Peter J, you want to take over this? And then if they get somebody that's famous, they're like, hey, you're off this book. We're going to put somebody else on this book. Um, he never complains. I've never heard him complain. But he consistently puts out good character kind of stories. Like Superman, his Superman run, was all it was was character-based kind of situations. And it really helped kind of define that Superman family, I think, to a point in which everybody in this call uh, or in this podcast... Uh, really does feel that way like a lot of what made that family great is from their run. And then now with the Batman and the Batman family, uh, I feel like he's doing a great job with detective like making it different. like he's not just doing the uh stereotypical like oh, I got Batman. let's just make a huge big thing out of it. He's really making it something that's gonna be a slow burn, but also has enough per issue where I'm like, yeah, I feel like like this issue. I got to the end I was like, oh wow, well, I want more.
3: The end of Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason's Superman run is the biggest catastrophe, especially when it led to uh, Bendis taking over as Superman. Like the amazing story—I know this is a tangent—the amazing storyline of Superman was ruined because Bendis came to DC Comics, and it has left a, left a sour taste in my mouth. And like how. Like he had a decent run in action when he first started, but Superman in action being terrible right now, I'm just like, wow. We could have had a hundred issues of Tomasi and Gleason's run instead. We get this shame. Uh, so now, are you
2: guys ready for my? Yeah, yeah. See if she's on this or not. Uh, the thing I wanted to tell you—the Easter egg—is hey. that when you're in the file room with. What's his face? Damien. He's looking at the files and it's got Catherine Podonsky as the um, detective or whomever he's going to go look into. But when you look at who also signed the paperwork for each of these incidences, uh, there's a Greg Brubaker and an Ed Rucka. Oh, I did see
1: that. Oh, Yeah, Yeah. Which is a nice kind of callback to obviously Gotham Central, the two writers of that. Which, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, this feels like a more... T- this has more to give to, the, like, in relation to that run than it does Uh, Batman and Scott Snyder's run. So, I'm excited that we have two different kinds of options. The Batman thing might not be for me, but so far, Detective is. So, I'm going to give it a 9. I can't tell you why it's not a 10, but for some reason, 9 feels good to me.
3: I'm going 10. I read... You know, the last two issues back to back, you know, in the previous issue, we got a lot of Bruce Wayne, which I was excited about. And we're getting really uh, and then obviously this one was great because Damien, my boy, he's back. So, uh, yeah, I'm super excited and can't wait to see what happens next. Al's- Every freaking time I
2: kick myself out of it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say you you left. Uh, Garrett was just giving his rating. He gave it a 10. I give it a 9. What do you give it?
2: Uh, I, I heard the I heard you guys' ratings. I just missed Garrett's reason why it was so good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. I really did enjoy this issue. With the the cute little Easter eggs there of of Ruck and Brubaker made me excited. Um, I kind of not that I need the mirror to be a bigger bad guy, and I kind of like that he's in the distance. But I'm also I'm looking at this next one that says smash the mirror, and I'm just wondering. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, we're not done with it right away. But it does it's make a me metaphor.
3: It's a I metaphor. Know. But you know what Lord. happens
2: when you break a mirror? You get seven years bad luck. What happens when you break
3: a person who's a mirror? It's probably like murder. Batman's thrown away. You just twisted Earth, space, and time on its axis. Boom, bitches. <laughs>
1: there we go. The comic book's coming off for this week that we re- reviewed. That is uh, Detective Comics uh, 1030. Uh, only one this week. Just like I said at the beginning of the show. <clears throat> we only had one that uh we all had in common and we, w- we didn't want to really force it too much uh and actually to uh, give you a little uh going away present here so that way the show doesn't just end super early uh we have a game and the way that it's going to work is there's three different rounds uh i will let you know the um type of game we're playing and how you gain points each round has a different way to gain uh different um Amounts of points. So, at the end of each round, I will tally up the points, and then we get to the end, we'll see who is the winner uh, overall in terms of points. So, you could win round one and round and two, and then lose in round three, depending on how many points you have. Uh, it it really is. And, and when I explain round two, round two is one where there's going to be three different point. Uh, you could, three different points. What do you call it? You could get like different amounts of points. So, and that's where the uh, game gets kind of. Uh, uh, anybody's game so I wanted to do that um, so here's the thing guys I came up with three different games the very first game is uh, I found a program that you can uh, put uh, words in and a different celebrity will say those words it's kind of like an AI program right um, not that I've used that for anything else and, um, and so this thing here <laughs> these, these are going to be two points each I will give you, I will play the uh, clip and I just need the movie that it's from. So these are actual quotes from the movies, but they're told by these uh, uh, voices, these celebrity voices. Uh, So it may be harder to figure out where it's from because it's not exactly the clip from the movie. Uh, It is two points each for each one that you get correct. uh, I will ask you for one answer, so I'll play it. When you're ready, you give me an answer. That's going to be your answer. I I, You'll get multiple answers. The other person, if they don't get it, the other person gets a chance to steal, but if you steal, it's only one point. Alright? Yep. Right. Uh... Alex, evens or odds? Odd. Alright, Gary, you're going to go first. Uh, Let me get the first clip here for you. And... Uh, I can If you want me to play it a couple times, I will do that. Obviously, I'm going to have to gauge it. Like, if you're taking too long, I'm going to have to push you for an answer. But we will give Apple time to uh, for you to understand this. So here's the very first one for uh, Garrett.
0: It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines
1: me.
3: Uh, that would be Batman Begins.
1: Batman Begins is correct. So, Garrett, two points for Garrett there. There you go. Uh...
3: Which celebrity was that?
1: Uh, it is Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Whoa. It's not
3: the I am
0: underneath. But what I do, it defines me. Are
1: yeah, you Christopher
2: <laughs> Lee? I thought it was the Russian from Rocky IV. <laughs> hey,
1: Alex, you ready? Yep. Here comes your clip right now. You want to get nuts?
0: Come on. Let's get nuts. It's not way I am underneath.
1: What- oh, I apologize. I played uh, both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me clear that again and then I'll. I'll make it put on the playlist. That's why. Let me clear this out for you. All right, let's go again. Here you go. You wanna get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. What's that from? You
0: wanna
2: get nuts? Come
0: on, let's get nuts. It's not right. Oh.
2: Oh. I know. I know. Garrett knows it. I'm gonna go. Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Guardians of the Galaxy. That is incorrect. Garrett for the steel. One point.
3: Um. Tim Burton's Batman. That's the correct. First.
1: The first Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Who's that? It's when
3: uh, Bruce Wayne uh, is. Uh, oh, that's right. When he's Vicky in the house. Bale. Yeah, when he's in the house and Joker shows up. That's right. He gets shot in the chest.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, here we go. Number three for Garrett. Uh, Garrett, you ready? Yep.
0: Violence doesn't discriminate. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze. And it leaves you with a chill that you can't shake off.
1: Uh, fuck. By the way, the Batman one was, uh, while you think of that, Garrett, and you can, I'm going to play it again, the Batman one again real quick, just to see so people know. Uh, since you asked, the first one was Christopher Lee, and this is Gilbert Godfrey, uh, who does the voice of the bird from Aladdin. You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. <laughs> and then here yep. is your clip again, Garrett, as told by Brian Cranston.
0: Violence doesn't discriminate. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze. And it leaves you with a chill that you can't shake off. <sighs>
3: <sighs> I'm going to say Watchmen.
1: Incorrect. Alex for the steal. You want to try?
2: Oh, let's see. Well, let's go with the Punisher.
1: The Punisher, uh, closer than Garrett's guess, but still incorrect. That is from the Ben Affleck vehicle Daredevil. Daredevil. Here we go again. Let's do it.
0: Violence doesn't discriminate. It comes as cold and bracing as a winter breeze. And it leaves you with a chill that you can't shake off.
2: Who says that in the movie?
0: Uh, Daredevil,
1: dare yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, here you go. You ready? Yep. Number four for Alex here.
0: Just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they can't be saved.
1: There you go, Alex. I'll play it one more time. Here you go. Just because
0: someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they can't be saved. Oof.
2: Mm. Oh shit! I know this one too. I that I know. I know most of these or all of them. See, that's what this
1: game is. I was saying, if I got the clip, and if or if I just said it out loud, I think my inflection, you guys would be like, I know where that's from. It would it would click something in your brain to be like, I know what that is. But since it's these people who obviously don't know any inflection (laughs) and put the wrong inflection on different words. They say it a little different, and so I think it's a little bit harder. So here again, Alex, I'll give it to you again.
0: One more time. I think I got it. Just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they can't be saved. Okay. Captain America. Hang on.
2: Winter. Yeah. Nope. Civil War.
3: Captain America, Civil War.
1: Captain America, Civil War, he says. That's incorrect. Garrett, what do you think?
3: Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
1: <laughs> incorrect. Both incorrect. God damn it. That is uh um That is Craig Ferguson from The Late Late Show, and it is Days of Futures Past. It's old Xavier talking to young Xavier.
0: Just because uh-huh. someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they can't be
1: saved. There you go. Hmm. Uh Garrett. we're in the right universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garrett, here you go.
0: No, no, because he is flawed. And who doesn't want people to think that, you yeah, right? But there's a totally in a no way that's perfect. spying around on people who don't even know you, they're sneaking around everywhere. It's a total bone power, right?
1: Now, that might be a hard one because that's the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's very hard to Holy figure out shit. what he's saying.
2: That's if Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly had a child.
1: <laughs> Here you go. It yeah, no, doesn't even he end flawed. any of his words. And who
0: doesn't want people to think that, you yeah, right? But there's a totally in a no way that's perfect. Spying around on people who don't even know you're sneaking around everywhere. It's a total wrong power, right?
3: God, I <laughs> swear to God, you just like it was the first <laughs> half of every word. Um I'm just gonna go for a shot in the dark. I'm gonna say Logan.
1: Logan, he says. Logan, he says. Uh incorrect It is not Logan it is not Logan. Hmm. Uh, Alex, you can go for the steal.
2: Oh, uh, uh, let's go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows.
1: T-MNT, is incorrect also. That is from Shazam, the movie Shazam.
2: Mm. Uh, I would w- never have gotten that with that Arnold one. I was
1: going to say, that one probably is the most difficult. Uh, and I, once again, this was all random who started. This would have been Alex's if he, if Alex went first. So it's not trying to pick on Garrett. It's just one that came up. So here we go. Uh, I, I, so I think I what I did was here, I made little, a little peek. And I think we're going to go down the hill now, so they're not going to be as hard. But we'll see. We'll see. You never know. Alex, here you go. Here's your clip.
3: Only fools are heroes, because you never know when some lunatic will come with a sadistic choice.
2: Spider-Man. Tony McGuire, Spider-Man number one.
1: That is Spider-Man number one. There you go. Uh, The Green Goblin says it. uh, And the voice is...
3: Only fools are heroes, because you never know when some lunatic will come with a sadistic
1: choice. It's the host of Mad Money himself. <laughs> it's a CNBC show. For some reason, he's on that list, and I thought he, uh, I thought he said it the best out of everybody, so I picked him. Uh, Garrett, here you go. Here's your clip. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble,
0: and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady
1: and give up the thing we want most. Even our dreams. What do you think, Garrett?
3: Uh, Play it one more time.
1: All right, here you go. I believe there's a
0: hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be
1: steady and give up the thing we want most. Even our dreams. What do you think?
3: Spider-Man 2.
1: It is Spider-Man 2. There you go.
3: I was almost thinking three because, like, when he like gives the wedding ring back to Ame, but I was like, nah, I'm bringing back swear ring to too.
1: Alex, here you go. Here's your movie. Here's your clip.
0: The son becomes the father and the father the sons.
1: <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's back to Arnold again. Here you go again, Alex.
0: The son becomes the father and the father the sons.
1: What do we think?
2: Oh, Oh, shit. I know that's not a movie, but uh give me one second. I I don't
3: have a good one. I'm not even gonna not even to gonna
1: guess. guess. Alright, Garrett.
3: No. Easy. Uh well it's actually two movies, Superman and Superman Returns.
1: Alright, there you go. I just put
0: Superman the original one. The son becomes the father. And the father, the sons.
1: So there you go. You should
3: have used you should have used that Schwarzenegger on the one you gave me
1: <laughs> I did, but the other one was, but so, was just me- how the words come I out. I was gonna say the other uh, one the other one is it's from that kid, uh in Shazam, his uh foster brother. And he oh, he, he says some Freddie, yeah, and he says so much that Arnold can't keep up with it. He does not go that <laughs> way. So he can he can handle these four five words.
0: The son becomes the father, and the father, the sons.
1: Uh, here we go. Here's your clip here, Garrett. The uh, last one in this round for you, and then we have one more for Alex here, too.
0: Freedom is a nice, great lie. Once you accept that in your heart, you will know peace. There
1: you go. Uh... Let me play it again here, quick.
0: Freedom is a nice, great lie. Once you accept that in your heart, you will know peace. Fucking.
3: Freedom is not. Oh, I'm going to go X-Men First Class.
1: Incorrect. Alex, what do you think? Mm,
2: Thor Ragnarok.
1: Thor Ragnarok. Closer, but still incorrect. That's from the first Avengers. That it's Loki saying that. Uh, This is the voice of Sir David Attenborough. Freedom is a nice great lie. Once you accept that in your heart, you will know, please. By the way, also, that Spider-Man 2 one was Dame Judy Dench, by the way.
0: I believe there's a hero oh. in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to
1: be steady and give up the thing we want most, even our I dreams. Wanna hear, I
2: want to hear Arnold say that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alex, here you go. The final one here for Alex Pastralo. Uh, and, uh, once again, if he doesn't get it, Garrett get the chance to steal. And then we'll move on to round two. Some men aren't looking for something logical. Some men just want to watch the world burn.
2: Mm, the dark night.
1: Correct. Dark Knight. That is, uh, Liner Nimoy. So there you go. That is the end of round one. Uh, superhero quotes from people who did not say, uh, that so there you go at the end of round Who one did not say that at the end of round one we have a score of six to four Garrett up and so Woo. we move on to uh round two <laughs> round two here we go so the way this is gonna work this is called origins all right I'm gonna ask I'm gonna say a comic book title you understand? a comic book title. Let me put that on this music a little more. let go to the 33. Um, a comic book title, and I need you to tell me the year that the number one issue came out. So the year it started, basically. Uh, <sighs> there are two of them in which there's a specific run I'm looking for. So here's the way it's going to work. You get it right on. You get the date right on. Five points. You get it one off, either above or below. That's three points. Two points off is one point. Or excuse me, two... Uh, years off. It's one point. Anything beyond that, no points. So, uh, Garrett, evens or odds? I'm going to go odds. Odds is correct. So, Garrett will go first here. Uh, Garrett, uh, I have four each for you guys, so it's a chance of 20 points in this round. If you get all of them on the market. Hold on. Now that I've explained, the, re- let me turn up this music again. Here we go. <laughs> Garrett in what year did saga first come out issue number
3: one. oh shit um okay i'm gonna say 2009
1: <clears throat> there are no steals in this round uh wait just...
3: fuck it can't be 2009
1: well you, were, you said it already and like i, I said i need one answer uh, the answer is 2012, which is three years off, so that is no points. No
3: points. Yeah, I was going to say, I we would've... met in 2011 and started after we met God damn it. I would have gotten that one.
1: All right, Alex, That's... here we go. Here's yours, first one. Okay. In what year did Paper Girls' number one come out?
3: Ooh. Uh...
2: Let's do 2016.
1: 2016, he says. 2015. So that's one Ah. off. That is three points. Three points. Good job there. So these next two are uh, I'm going to say, but also a specific run I'm looking for. So the first issue of the run, what year do they come out on? I'm looking for Garrett. Here you go. Here's yours. Okay. Daredevil by Mark Wade. When did the first issue of that run come out? Um, 2013. He says 2013. He is it 2013. Two years off. It is 2011, so that'll be one point there for Gary. Mm. Alex? Yep. <clears throat> when did the first issue of... Scott Snyder's Batman start.
2: Hang on. Uh twenty Hang on, I think what year are we twenty eleven.
1: He says twenty eleven. Right on the money, twenty eleven. Five ah. minutes. So both of those came out in twenty eleven there. Alright here, here we go. Department H, When of that issue one number come out. Oh
3: Wow. Um Twenty Wait a second, wait a sec, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Twenty For seventeen.
1: 2017, he says. Did Department H number one come out in 2017? 2016. Three points. Three points. Alex? Yep. When did issue number one of Chew come out? The original Chew? Oh, shit.
2: I think you're um two
1: thousand nine oh nine he says chew number one the original series not the reboot or not the uh whatever it is Is it oh <laughs> nine Right on the money there oh nine
3: Hell yeah damn it
1: the same when
2: we talked to Rob <clears throat> <laughs>
3: how do you remember that I didn't even know that <laughs> uh,
2: I knew it was not 2010 but I knew it was anyway it doesn't matter
1: Garrett, here you go here's yours when did the first issue of The Walking Dead come out
3: uh, wow okay The Walking Dead came out in 2005.
1: And 5 odd 5 he says. The Walking Dead number 1 Robert Kirkman Terry Moore in the first run. The Walking Dead number 1 came out in 03. So that's 1 point.
3: Ah, fuck.
1: Alex yep the uh, <clears throat> last one in this round and the last one here for you when did the first issue of Invincible come out mm, bullshit <laughs> um,
2: 2007
1: Oh seven, he says. The first issue of Invincible by Robert Kirkman came out in two thousand and three. Same year as The Walking
3: Dead. You got me. You creamy in that round.
1: There we go. End of round two here. We'll move on to round three. The current updated scores we have uh, is 17 to 11. Alex jumped ahead here, but it's not a, it's anybody's game still. Because in the next round, these uh, all these questions are worth three points each. I have, let's see here, one, two, three, four, four, seven, 8 questions again. So everybody will have an even number of uh, chances. Um, Alex, evens rods. Odds. Uh, Alex, you'll go first.
2: Okay.
1: This round is called by the numbers. And so each question or answer has some sort of numerical value. Uh, we're asking something about a number and it is multiple choice. But once again, the first answer is the answer um, that I will go with, so make sure we're not just burning out answers. You can steal on this round, so Alex, I'm going to ask you the first question here. Garrett, you get a chance to steal for one point if you steal. Which they can add up. That's four additional points you can make this round. Alex, in the comics, how many suits does Iron Man have? Is it A, 40, B, 36, C, 61, or D,
2: 30? Mm. I'm going to go with D, 30.
1: Alex says D, 30 for the amount of suits Iron Man has in the comic books incorrect Garrett is it 40 36 or 61
3: I'm gonna go with the good old 40
1: 40 he says nice even number is it 40 no, it is 61. Super Damn. Son. Here we go. <clears throat> Gary, do you go use your question here? How many types of martial arts does Batman know? Is it oh. A, 127? Is it B, 200? Is it C, 40? Or D, 130?
3: <sighs> I'm going to go with
1: 40. Forty, he says. Once again, forty. He goes with the golden number forty. How many types of martial arts does Batman know? It is not forty. Damn. Alex, your choice is hey. remaining. 127. 127. Final answer?
2: Yes. 127.
1: For the steel. One point for a steal. It is 127. Nice. Alex, here you go. <clears throat> Who were the seven members of the Justice League in the 2001 animated Justice League cartoon? Is it A, Superman, Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Shazam, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman? Or is it B, Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Martian Manhunter? Or is it C, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Hawkgirl, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter? Or D, Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Aquaman
2: there were far too many options
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll repeat them we go want to. What to um,
2: Batman Superman Wonder Woman Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter whichever one that had those two in it alright is that C?
1: C so you're saying Superman, yeah. Batman, Green Lantern, Hawkgirl, Flash, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter? Yes. That's correct. That's correct. Three points there.
3: Damn it.
1: Garrett, who are the three Titans of Marvel? Are they? A. Jack Kirby, Mary Sue, and Stan Lee? Are they? B. Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, and Frank Rowland. C. Roy Thomas, Stan Lee, and Joe Simon. Or are they D. Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Jack Kirby? D, sir. He says the final, or the three Titans of Marvel, are Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and Jack Kirby. That's correct for three points. Yes! Alex. Yes. How many Green Lantern cores are there? Is it A, 7? Is it B, 2? Is it C, 3? Or is it D, 8?
2: Oh, shit. I'm going to go with seven. Final answer.
1: Seven, final answer. Green Lantern cores, how many are there? Alex says seven. That's correct. Garrett? Mm Mm-hmm. The first run of Aquaman ran for how many issues? Is it A, 50, B, 23, C, 63, or D, 40?
3: I'm going to go with 63.
1: 63, he says. The original run of Aquaman ran for how many issues? Garrett says 63. 63. That is correct. Nice. Yeah. Garrett. I mean Alex. Yeah. The second run of Green Arrow lasted how many issues? 139,
2: 46, 75 or 105? Second run of Green Lantern. Oh So what are they, what, can you give me the options one more time? A
1: 139. B 46. C75, or D105. 46. The second run of Green Arrow lasted how many issues Alex says B 46. Incorrect. Garrett, the remaining answers are 139, 75, or 105.
3: I'm going to go with 75.
1: For the steal, 100. That's going to be 75. It's incorrect. It's 139. Yeah, 139.
3: Shit. Is that the one with, uh, like, Kevin Smith and Mike Rowe and all them?
1: It ran from, I believe, 70s, 80s and a little bit into the 90s. I think? No, it was 70s, 80s only. That's what it was. Okay. Garrett, your final question here. How many members... Of the Green Lantern Corps are there? Is it A. 7,204 B. 3,208 C. 400 Or D. 360 Same again? Is it A. 7,204 B. 3,208 C-400, or D-360? I'm
3: going to go 3208.
1: 3208, he says. How many members of the Green Lantern Corps are there? It's incorrect. Dang. Alex, your remaining answers. Yep. seventy-seven thousand two 400, or 360.
2: I'm going to go with D, 360.
1: 360, he says. D, the amount of members of the Green Lantern Corps in the universe that is incorrect 7,204 damn there are 3,600 sectors in the universe and they each have two members one sector has four an additional four I mean
2: well I was counting two. sectors and I thought well, maybe that's not even legitimate there's 2,000 sectors. That's just what the number was that gave them.
1: Right. All right. Game one. What I didn't tell you guys at the beginning. And we'll make this more interesting. Is this game is over. Congratulations to Alex with 24 points to Garrett, 17. But this is game one of a series. So game one goes to Alex there, and I will mark it down in my book here. Uh, Game one to Alex, and so there will be more games uh, throughout the remainder of the year. And we will see on our final uh, holiday show who comes out the grand winner of this uh, best of seven series. So there we go.
2: Ooh, There's seven weeks until the end of our show, isn't there?
1: (laughs) One, two, three. Well, there's six weeks. So, I mean, this could go over to overtime or we might have to do two games in one show. But uh, we will have a final, final on the holiday episode of the show. So, there we go. Uh, congratulations, Alex. I I enjoyed putting those games together. I thought i figured out, like, what's the way? Because I was do trivia or stuff like that. I thought that was an interesting way of putting those three games together. So I good.
3: really like the really celebrity one with the
2: quotes. That was cool. Can you make Arnold say that really long one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh the uh um judy dench one yeah yeah I'll, I'll actually do that right now garrett tell them about that book club let's skip, skip ahead to the book club so i can do this
3: wednesday comics league of extraordinary gentle people proudly presents invincible volume one uh written by robert kirkman uh with art by uh Cory walker cody walker Corey walker um yeah, it's Volume 1, Family Matters. That's the first four or five issues, and uh, perfect timing. Came out in
2: two 2003.
3: Came out in 2003, and uh, Amazon's about to drop the animated series soon of Invincible. It'll be based off Ryan Otley's style, who took over at a later time in the book.
1: But yeah, that there is a you go, book club. Book club, book club. That's That'll be at the uh, start of 2021. Make sure to call us 605-215-1849 or give us an email, WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com. You can also go to Twitter at WednesdayComics is our handle uh, or otherwise we're on there individually at Marvin underscore Saguero at Garot2188 and at Alex Pastrello. Uh You can also go to WednesdayComics.com and subscribe to this show. Uh, there are different ways on there you can do that, or you can listen to it directly from the website. Uh, I will say this little follow-up here, uh, and I guess, uh, Tom, if you're listening to this, please leave a message because I am I need to figure out what is tripping you up in this, in this uh, Apple podcast thing. Uh, I actually went on there to see how easy it was to listen to our show, and it also puts the newest episode up top. So I don't know what is going on with this having to search for it, but uh, it's on there. Um You can also click on the button to leave us a message on WednesdayComics.com, and uh, uh, you can also go to our website and pick up some merchandise if you would like to. Holiday's coming up, and uh, there will be some holiday sales, so go on there. I think uh, right now we have a sale for uh, You know what? I'm going to double-check that right now. Right now, when we're on the call, I'm going to double-check and see what our sales are. There's a nice shirt. I wore it the other day. Uh, Nice hoodie. Uh, Like I mentioned on the last week's show, it's getting a little cold out there and a little windy. Might as well throw on a, on a hoodie and see how that feels uh, against your skin. And uh, it did feel nice. So actually right now, no uh, sale going on, but maybe by the time you listen to this, I know there's sales uh, on and off every other week uh, until the holidays. So uh, go to my Twitter. I'll tweet that out whenever there's a sale. So I'll tweet it out from the Wednesday comics. So join us on Wednesday comics on Twitter. uh, uh Thank you to our two sponsors, RainbowComicsAndCards.com, which I spoke about earlier, and then RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Make sure to go to RootsOfTheSwampThing.com to learn more about the avatar of the green. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, here we go. Here's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing this long quote. Oh, hold on a second. Let me cancel. Oh, yeah, I saw that it, it misspelled
0: something. I believe there's a fear in all of us that cheats us on us, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally gets us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want most, even our dreams. And sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most.
3: <laughs> I like when there's like five words, he talks really slow, but when there's more than that, he's just like...
1: He does kind of push them together, doesn't he? But when I there's a fear in
0: all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally gets us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the thing we want most in our dreams.
2: <laughs> I tell you what, that first, like, six words, I can't even tell what they are.
3: <laughs> Can you make him say, I- Dylan, you son of a bitch? <laughs> God, that's good.
0: Oof. You sound of a bitch. No, sound of a bitch.
1: you go, right, yo, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh Arnold, uh, what do you enjoy most about this show? Uh you know, we hey, we reviewed comic books, we talk comic books coming out this week and then we played a game. Uh what do you, what did you enjoy most? That Alex won the damn
3: Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's Arnold himself. Just letting him have that false sense of security for their uh, remaining six games. Thanks, Arnold. I
2: appreciate the support. Garrett, you suck. So does Superman. Superman, sorry.
3: <laughs> Supermen do suck. Don't <laughs> make fun
0: of Gary. He is getting a brand. I'm here for it.
1: There you go. That's uh, Theo Z again. Robert uh, chiming in to let us know that he's here for that brand. So, uh, good show, guys. Uh, once again, Alex up one game, uh, but the series is not over. Alex could definitely go four to one in this whole series and lose the whole thing. Uh, does that work? Four to one.
2: Yeah. Four to one. <laughs> I think I still win.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? if oh, Gary I see. He if gets Gary, four. Gary gets four not you oh um I'm saying you could lose the rest of these and you could not so you know you have a little sense of pride for a week right you know puff out your chest be like a big man on campus but uh you might not get so lucky next time you know
3: oh you just wait till they when Marvin does movie scores I know that's coming down the pipeline then totally
1: but. Who knows? I was thinking well, about
3: that. That is true. I'll give you that.
1: I was thinking about doing a game, and now that you mentioned movie scores, that's the perfect thing to put into this game. Where I reverse something, and you tell me what it is. So I'm going to reverse movie scores, and you tell me what it is. Mm. <laughs> For <a> Wednesday <laughs> comics, I am Arnold's friend Marvin.
2: I am the winner, Alex. I am going to be the winner, Garrett. Hey everyone, stay safe and keep turning those pages.